Hello and welcome to Say When, a geeky podcast, episode 15. Uh, today is the 28th of October, although I think we probably won't post this until a little bit into November. Uh, we're going to foolishly, perhaps, rank the Star Wars movies and um, potentially start to deteriorate some decades-long friendship here. Um, how are you doing, <laughs> folks? I'm Sally. I'm Melissa. And I'm Frankie. Doing great. Thank you. <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm a little tired after a little hike today um, in dress dress shoes, which was probably not a great idea, but it was impromptu. So, did you uh, <laughs> did you uh, go on a car hunt today? Did I was car shopping with a friend, and then we were like, "Hey, let's go hiking. It's pretty outside." <laughs> <laughs> Never mind the shoes we're wearing, but yeah, so. <laughs> That's pretty funny, actually. That's how I roll. All right. <laughs> I'll be suffering tomorrow. <laughs> yes, you will. What about you, Frankie? Uh, today was flag football day mm. for my kids, so I just watched a whole lot of five-year-olds and then seven-year-olds play flag football. Yay. I went and saw Lay Miz last night. Okay. Yeah. That was a lot of fun, but I didn't get home till after midnight, and then one of my children woke me up at 5.41, so I've been up since 5.41 after getting to bed close to 1 o'clock last night, so wow, I am a rock star today. <laughs> <laughs> Coffee was my friend. Yeah. Well, I was in dance mom mode, fundraising mode last night, so... Yeah, and yeah. I walked around all night with your kids and yeah. boots with heels. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you for that, by the way. All right. Um, we had a small town Halloween shindig, which was, I thought it was kind of fun, at least from my perspective. But anyway. All right. Well, we do have a few news and notables. Uh, first of all, and this was big news when I saw it, Gal Gadot tweeted out that Wonder Woman 1984 is going to release on June 5th. Just in time for our birthday. Yes. That would be like perfect to uh, go to the movies. Frankie, are you going to see Wonder Woman too? Of course. Yeah. Does does your wife like Wonder Woman? My wife does like Wonder Woman. Yes. My wife likes Wonder Woman. My boys like Wonder Woman. Yeah. We are pro, pro Wonder Woman here. Good. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. I'm very excited about that. I was kind of surprised they moved it up to to June. Y'all have any thoughts on why they might have done that? Filming must be going swiftly. I don't know. <laughs> um, how, how much... So it's one of the things I'd like to compare the slate of other comic mm-hmm. releases mm-hmm. just to see where it all slots in because, well, they're not, they're not going to work together. They're also, you know, mm-hmm. nobody wants... I'm trying to think if there's anything that's going to directly compete with that. Um, in the spring, we've got we've got uh, Captain Marvel, and we also have uh, Avengers Four, correct? And that is probably a Memorial Day ish release, or maybe April release. I have not looked for that, and then. Wonder Woman was initially in December, but when Star Wars slotted in in December, they moved back to Thanksgiving, and now they've moved back to June. Mm. So, and I guess Episode Nine being, you know, the last of the Skywalker saga, they may not want to compete with that. I don't know. 
Yeah. I don't know. Melissa, do you have any thoughts or just happy it's going to be in June? Yeah, I don't know. I'm just happy it's going to be in June. Yeah. I'm, um, okay, so the other thing that's coming out uh, very soon is The Crimes of Grindelwald. I completely forgot to mention that last week. That's the next in the Harry Potter prequel era stuff, and I'm excited about it. I like Newt Scamander, and um, I'm looking forward to seeing Albus Dumbledore, youngish Albus Dumbledore, and all that good stuff. So, am I going to be the only one watching The Crimes of Grindelwald of the three of us? Probably. I would just, I would just say that it's far down the road since I've just started the Harry Potter series. The well, first this series. is a prequel to it, so it's... Well, not... i got to get through the first, you know, I'm going to go through the originals, mm. and then we'll backtrack. To Fantastic Beasts and such? Fantastic Beasts yeah. and such. Okay. Melissa, are you going to see it? Did you even see um, Fantastic Beasts? Yes, I did. What did you think of that? And I enjoyed it. Yeah, I did too. Puffle puff for life. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Frankie, you probably need to be sorted. We need to I've find heard. out what house you're in. Have you yeah. mentally sorted yourself? You're going through the the first one. Have y'all gotten to? The uh, yeah, we got through that. We've been through the house sorting. Um, I don't know. I don't know where I am yet. Like, like I'm not. I don't think I'm the the dark house or whatever. But uh, Slytherins Slytherin. aren't dark necessarily. But okay. There. How's this? Because uh, I just got through the. Uh, when he went to his first potion class, yeah, that that's what we were finished reading tonight. Ah, ah. got teased him the entire time and picked on him the whole time. So, uh. yes. And see, I have I've only seen I saw the fourth movie. Fifth really? Movie. Why did you see that one? Interesting. Four. Well, I mean, Four. I mean, well, I will say this: there are many things to say about Snape, but I would never say he's a good teacher. Right. He's a terrible teacher. He's a bullying teacher. Yes. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, there are other things to say that you learn about Snape in the, you know, in the coming volumes. Um, okay, so, anyway, I will be at the Crimes of Grindelwald, Grindelwald very soon after November 13th, and I will report back with what I think. Um, I'm I'm excited because I like that universe and I'm looking forward to returning to Hogwarts. And Frankie, based solely on what you wrote in my high school yearbook, as a senior, I'm sorting you into Gryffindor. Okay. And I actually remember it. That is, that is, yeah. That being said, she thought I would be a Gryffindor too, and that didn't work out. So well, you're a Hufflepuff. You just, yeah, you just need to take the test. I will yeah. take the test. <laughs> I remember listening to your podcast where you took the test. Yeah. Because y'all like reading it, and I was like, oh, Melissa and I are liking this, but Melissa and I are different in this. That's true. Yeah. I, I mean, and you know what? As she was taking the test and saying her answers, there were two answers that, like, popped into my head. I was like, nah, she's a Hufflepuff. But I couldn't say in the middle of it, nope, you're a Hufflepuff. Like, I, I'd already, you know, said Gryffindor. Um, so, Yeah. And, and I think in my, I don't, I don't, I think it kind of changes over time, but based on the Frankie that I've known for almost 35 years, yeah, I, I've known him as long as I've known you, Melissa, I think, almost. Yeah, yeah. Almost. So, yeah. All right, so the other movie coming out soon is Aquaman. 
Are we all yeah. seeing that? Seen of that. course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that even a question, really? Okay. Well, I was just gonna ask. Okay. So when is? Do y'all know the date on that one? I don't know. I think it's November or something. We we once knew the date. Is but it? Is it December? Remembering these things, yeah. I can look it up. It's that important. But what is going on with the Drax man? Um, he has food allergies, oh. and I think it's probably time for his medication again. Um, oh. We we that's why we went shopping I, for I that really that. expensive grain-free food yes. this weekend. Um, so yeah, he's a poor thing. <laughs> so that's why he's shaking his head. That's why he's shaking his head. He's, his ears are itchy. He's itchy. Gotcha. Yeah. Sorry about that. I might have to pause for a minute and go get his his medication. Okay. Well, um, Frankie, is there anything else coming out that you are looking forward to? Uh, looking forward to? Yeah. I'll go, I'll go see uh, Shazam. Um, let's see. Yeah, Shazam, Aquaman. Oh, those are definitely on my list of things to go see. Uh, yeah, that's probably the two main ones that come out right now. Um, I don't know. I'm still getting my head around to start a school, to be honest with you. It's so, November, dude. It's almost November, but we don't start till September up here. That's true. Yes. So, because report cards just came out here. Yeah, uh, see, report cards are not out here. So we're... Yeah, you're almost three weeks ahead of us. Yeah, I, I mean, we're... I looked at my students and I said, you know, we're in week 10 last week. And they're like, so what now? Was it week 10 or week 11? And I've only got them for 16 weeks. So wow. they're they're sort of starting to freak out. Like, can I have extra credit? No, well, why don't you do the initial credit and see how that works out for you? you yeah. Know, rather than just, doing just extra. the basics. Yeah. Let's just start with, you know, what I told you to do the first time. Yeah. Rather than, <laughs> rather than the extra stiff. But, um, yeah, my concern with... Aquaman, I'm going to say this out loud and, um, you know, just, I'm scared to put it in the universe, but my concern with, say, Aquaman and other DC movies is that they're going to not live up to expectations. And I worry more about DC than I do Marvel for reasons, but, I mean, do, do you worry more about DC than Marvel when it comes to how's this movie going to be? Uh, I'll say for for the most part I completely so other than Wonder Woman mm-hmm. and Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. you know, Batman versus Superman. Oh, it was Ooh. too much. They shoved way too much in the movie. Um, so like the Superman movies in general, the Batman like uh, yeah they they haven't lived up to what they can be, and that's I don't know. I was never as big a DC guy, though. Yeah. Well, okay, then here's my next question. Maybe it's just... Um, I've read, heard that Superman, Henry Cavell, is that who it is? Is out. Yeah. Did you read that? I did read that. And did, did you... I didn't I didn't have time, like it was in the midst of something else. Did you find out any more information about that, or just that he's out? I just you know, found out he's out, and I cared so much I didn't bother looking. Yeah, that's... And I think that's the problem for DC. It's like the only thing that I'm going to go out of my way to find about DC is Wonder Woman stuff 
or potentially Suicide Squad, you know, and I'll, you know, if they ever do that, uh, Gotham City Siren, yeah, if they ever do that, I'll go see that. But I just, DC just for me has just been problematic. I think, I remember watching Batman versus Superman and sitting in like the big chair and a half of my living room and being like, is this, how long have I been sitting here? This is really long, you know? And, and the best part of that movie for me was when Wonder Woman shows up. I'm like, oh my God, Wonder Woman's here. But yeah. that was it. That, yeah. I mean, the what rest of it, I was like, about, eh. Yeah, same thing. So, uh, the, in the Joker movie they're going to do God. with Joaquin Phoenix. Uh-huh. Um, like, I really thought he did a great job in that Johnny Cash movie, but like I remember seeing like he looked like he was a bit crazy. Well, the Joker's a bit crazy, so. So I think they might have nailed it if he can okay. hold it together long enough to complete the movie. Did you not like Jared Leto as the Joker? I thought Jared Leto was fine. I did. I mean, I, I thought he yeah, did a good I thought job. Yeah, fine. I thought he did a good job. Yeah, no problem with Jared Leto, but. I was, and it, it's surprising why they switched to Joaquin. Well, you know, here's the other thing I've heard about that Joker role for Jack Nicholson, for Heath Ledger, for everybody who plays the Joker. It it drives them a little crazy because the Joker is just that as a character that crazy. Well, um, Joaquin's already a little crazy, so. Well, that's not good. <laughs> so, so harkening back to our Venom. Do you think they're going to make him an anti-hero? See, I don't... I it, uh, Genre matters. Um, you know, I, I don't have an answer for that, and I think that it would be... Because he's stone-cold shot Bruce Wayne's prayer. How do um, you make that an anti-hero? Okay, who did he shoot? The Joker killed Bruce Wayne's parents. Okay. Um, I, I just before he was the Joker when he right, was just a I just didn't hear. I didn't like hear what you said. Oh, sorry. I, I, um, okay, so I again, well, you can you can redeem a lot, right? So I don't know. I'm not saying I'm not saying I want them to redeem him. By the way, I don't I don't like the Joker. The Joker's a villain. He's an unrepentant villain, and I just don't see how. I don't know what they're going to do. I, 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 and you know, the truth of the matter is I don't trust DC to do the right thing anyway. But to me, if you're going to have a Joker movie, then you need to have a foil for him. And then it doesn't become the Joker movie anymore. Like if Batman's in it, Batman's going to take up all the air in the room. Do you see what I'm saying? Batman takes up a lot of air in the room. So I'm, confu- I'm concerned about that. If you're going to yeah. have... If you're going to have it as a Joker movie, then, like, I mean, you can have Harley Quinn, and you can have, like, Suicide Squad, right? But even at the end, you've got a cameo about Batman saying, shut it down. So, I don't, I don't know. Melissa, what do you think? Or do you have an opinion on on the Joker movie? Are they going to make him an anti-hero? Yeah, I mean, just in general about what they're going to do. I've watched the trailers and I'm really confused by it, honestly. Oh gosh. I think it's like, gonna be a horrible movie. I, it does not look good. The trailers do not look good. Well, how do you um, feel about Aquaman? Do you think the, the how do you feel about the trailers for Aquaman? They look fantastic. Okay, all right. 
but um, I just worry I really about have DC no so idea. much. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea where they're going with this Joker movie. I am curious, but um, it looks just kind of like a sad clown at this point. It doesn't, yeah, okay. doesn't look like any kind of Joker I've ever seen before. Well, this is going to be a tricky that that'll be a tricky movie to pull off, I think, if that's the case. All right. Well, um, did we want to go ahead and dive into the um, meat and potatoes of our podcast? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, so this week, um, <laughs> we're going to do something that I had never really thought to do, and I kind of thought, oh, we shouldn't do this. But then again. Why not? So, we're going to rank the Star Wars movies. And in my head, it kind of went, okay, if I have a free 2.5 hours, which Star Wars movie would be the most likely film for me to pick and which film would be the least likely film for me to pick? So, I thought we could kind of go in turn. So, like, Melissa, you tell us your number 10. Frankie, you tell us your number 10. And we can just kind of have a little chit-chat about maybe why number 10, why number 9, and so on and so forth. Does that sound good? Can oh, we... so we're going last to first? Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. So, Frankie, that you, you got your number makes ten. More complicated. Of course. <laughs> you didn't write it down, Melissa. I have. Uh, I started writing it down, but here again, this is where you, me, and Frankie differ. I like Star Wars. I probably like Star Wars more than your average Joe or Jane. But I don't live, eat, and breathe Star Wars like you do, Sally. I don't read the books. I haven't seen some of these movies in over a decade. So. For me to just like pull it off the top of my head in order from 10 to first is it takes a little more time. Okay, so Melissa doesn't have a number 10. Frankie, what's your number 10? <laughs> what would you guess my number 10 is? Just a guess. My guess would be The Phantom Menace. The Phantom Menace is I my number 10. I was going to say. Worst yeah. movie. Okay. But it's not really. Okay. No. Okay. So the, but why do you think it's the worst? I mean, I understand it's so cheesy. And the cinematography is horrid. But other than that, like, why? Oh, like, between Metachlorians, between the uh, the giant submarine thing, like, swimming through there, swimming under, the, going in the underwater world and have, like, the Godzilla fish eating each other. It's just silly in so many parts. and It's very silly. It is. And... The, you know, Jar Jar Binks and I, I like. It sounds to me like you've gotten really kind of, um, you got stuck on and like, the stuff in there. A lot of the stuff that was like put in there specifically for kids. Like it really just sort of blockades any sort of like, okay, right, I can get it, into. But there's a deeper Anakin's, story there. Right. But, but yeah. I, I'm not trying, I'm not being critical of you, Frankie. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's just like, so like the, the, the comical stuff that, okay, that, that is, you know, say, quote unquote, put in there for kids. It didn't work for you. It as didn't a work for me. Old. It didn't work for me as a twenty-year-old. It didn't. Oh, you know, like I said, when when I showed it to my kids, a lot of times they they thought it was ridiculous. Hmm. Like, like that's and like they're like they they they. I I think one of my my sons actually said, "Why don't they just kill Jar Jar?" Because all he does is cause problems, and that they keep him around. Right. Okay. Right. Um, so Melissa, you don't really have a number ten, you don't think? 
No, honestly, that probably would be my number 10. But I don't think it's like a horrible film. Right. I think the um, the deeper story, which we did a podcast on, mm-hmm. is, you know, decent. Okay. Okay. So, um, if you get past all that cheese, right. then, and you really look at the story, uh-huh. and, and of course, the Metachlorian thing, no. But there's more to it than that. Hmm. And I, I think it has a little bit of substance if you get past all that okay. other fluff. Okay. That makes sense to me. But it is, I, I would say, probably my number 10 without, like, really diving in and watching the movies again. Well, that was really kind of the point of this, deep, to, to do this without, without diving deep reflection. In, you know? Yeah. That would probably be my number 10. Okay. All right. Um, well, mine is not that. Really? Really. Mine is actually in the same, it's in the prequel era, but it's not number 10. Mine is Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. Um, I have it as number 10, and, and it's and it really is kind of interchangeable with my number 9, but um, I think this one sticks out to me just, again, I haven't seen this movie except, like, it's been on TV and I've been in the room or out of the room, you know, like, recently, you know, it's been on whatever network and if star wars is on a network we leave it on the star wars right and you know i might be doing something else but it might be on television and i think the thing that sticks out to me that makes me like uh, i don't really want to watch this again is that because one you've got a really super awkward romance in there um which i get is very important um except it sort of suffers from it, it, oh, how do I want to put this without potentially offending someone? <sighs> to me, it seems like the romance between Anakin and Padme, and again, this is coming from not really watching it deeply recently. Um, to me, it kind of suffers from someone writing it that doesn't really know how to write romance. And they don't understand romance as a genre. And the other thing is, I think the CGI and the and the Attack of the Clones aged very badly. Like I can, yeah. the yeah. Yoda floating on that cushion thing down mm-hmm. the hall just looks so fake to me. And you yeah. know, I'm, I'm like, bring back their puppet, please. You know, so right. um, yeah, I, that, for me that was a problem. And the other thing was uh, when Anakin, you know, murders an entire village of Sand People because he's justifiably upset that his mother has died. Um, Padme just lets him get away with it. Like she, she doesn't, she doesn't demand consequences for him or anything like that. And it's like, you can't, he has to answer for that. And she, she doesn't. And I think that's why it kind of, for me, sort of betrays the like romance code. Like, in a good romance, there would be consequences for that. And she would hold him responsible. So, so for me, that's why attack of the clones, I think comes in number 10. And I might change my mind on that. Like after a rewatch, like a deep dive rewatch, but that's where I am at number 10. Um, and I'm not hearing y'all argue with me. So, (laughs) well, Um, I mean, number two and number three, I really enjoyed for the conflict that was going mm -hmm. on with Anakin, that whole, you know, love, romance, conflict thing. Well, so I, I get what you're saying, and and I I enjoy romance, but I I have consumed a lot of romance, the romance genre over my lifetime, 
And this isn't a particularly well-written romance, is what no, I'm saying. it's not. But so, okay, so um, you know, would I still watch Star Wars over, say, several other films? Yes, I would. Any of them. So, all right. So, Frankie, what's your number nine? Uh. Attack of the Clones. Okay, so why is that one your number nine film? I, why is it sad. better than Phantom Menace, say? The, 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 the hokiness of the Phantom, Phantom Menace is what got me. Um, the thing that, that nearly made Attack of the Clones beat it is the same romance stuff you just went through. Because, like, as we've stated before, or I've heard stated before, you know, they were actually dating at the time, and it didn't come through in the movie. Mm, right, they didn't. Mm. There was no chemistry between them. That's bad directing. And and so <laughs> that, that, was, that was bad yeah. directing. Um, and so that that affects things. That's part of the movie. You can say the story. The story. So um, so yeah, I could almost say that nine and ten are almost interchangeable for me. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, between the pod race and all that kind of stuff, that really did bother me. And mm. if, if that you know, oh, I want you know, I want to go kart race now. I'm free. Whoa. Mm. No. So um. So yeah, so my Attack of the Clones is my ninth, but it's, it's you know my ninth. The reasons I have that as my ninth is the same reasons you know as your tenth. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah. All right, Melissa, are you? What do you have for number nine? Or do you have a number nine? I, I do. I mean, I kind of know like where these movies fall in line for me, but I'm conflicted because. I'm trying not to let the time that these movies were made and right. the technology that was used in making these movies like right. skew my opinion. Absolutely. But um, it is really hard. And because of that, Attack of the Clones would also be my number nine. But I, I did appreciate and enjoy the storyline. And, uh, you know, after I rewatch it, I don't know where my opinion might fall on that. But Yeah, yeah. Um, well, my number nine, I think, is going to come in as a shock to know when it's The Phantom Menace. Um, I actually enjoy getting to know Anakin as a kid. Like, he's a good kid, right? I mean, he loves his mom. And, um, you know, I wasn't, I'm not a fan of the whole midichlorians thing. But it, this doesn't, like, destroy the movie for me. You know, it was a little jarring to say, oh, there's this test, right? But, um... I really enjoyed, like, getting to know this little cute kid, and um, I wish Darth Maul hadn't been quite so Bubba Fett-like in that he looks cool but just kind of disappears. And so, anyway, as as a movie, there were a lot of things I did enjoy. Like, I enjoyed getting to know Qui-Gon Jinn, and I think there's a lot of stuff that you could play with there. And I think in the end, it is important, the the Phantom Menace is in at least one way important, so that we can understand that the Force chooses through whom it works, and it's not necessarily about who your parents are, right? Because Anakin doesn't even have a father, and his mother is a slave, you know, and I think that's an important message for kids to realize that, you know, who you are, it doesn't matter, it's what's inside, so there are some things that I did enjoy about The Phantom Menace, so I, and the kids stuff didn't bother me as much, I wanted to like The Phantom Menace, and so I remember coming out of that movie struggling a little bit, because I wanted to like it so much, and then I just kind of 
didn't. So, you know, it is what it is. But, um, you know, number nine. All right. Um, number eight, Frankie. Revenge of the Sith. I, this is a, the, I think this is universal, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, for me, it's the most compelling of the prequels. It is. Um, you really see Anakin's descent into the dark side. And I have heard really, really good things about the novelization uh, from a couple different podcasts. I've heard it from Sky Talkers podcast. And I've also heard it from Scavenger's Horde that the Revenge of the Sith novelization really fills out that movie a lot. And it's helpful. So at some point when life calms down a little bit, I might try to pick that up and read that. But yeah yeah that's my opinion what do y'all think that's pretty much it same, mm-hmm. yeah same yeah. thing it was the best of the prequels yeah did you see that after you saw it in the movie theater frankie yes i've rewatched it two years ago okay a year and a half ago again i've seen it so, like... I re- so probably two years ago i rewatched them all again i was like all right it's been enough time and so I bought it and I rewatched it and I did show Phantom Menace because that's the only one I really felt okay with showing my kids. Yeah, they're like, young. Like my kids are not watching Revenge of the Sith. Like they will pick up on when, you know, Vader goes and kills all the kids. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Um, that's that's dark. That's that I think is probably one of the darkest things that Anakin does. Yeah. So, I mean beyond um, the sand people Beyond all of it, I mean, even as Darth Vader, I think that's the most, to me, that's the worst thing he does. Yeah. Is killing all those kids. Melissa, is there something in there that you noted or like, do you think Revenge that's the darkest? Yeah. Is that the darkest thing Anakin ever does when he becomes Darth Vader, when he kills those kids? Is that the darkest thing he does? Or can you think uh... of something that you think is darker? No. Yeah. I mean, killing kids, that's pretty up there. Yeah. Because, I mean, he, he's not even the one. He does, he's not the one who pulls the trigger on Alderaan. Mm-mm. You know. Yeah. yeah. That's the, to me, that's the worst thing he does. Um, okay. So, I think we're going to diverge once we get into this. Number seven, Frankie, what you got? I'm going to catch some flack for this. I feel it. <laughs> The Last Jedi. What? Really? <laughs> Interesting. Why do you put that at number seven? I said it a hundred times. It's a mess. Okay. <laughs> it's a mess. Okay. Um, that's why it's a mess. I mean, I've been. We've been over it so many times. You know, I, I feel the movie's a mess. I feel like it, it's got some hokiness in it, and like there's things about it I really like. And don't get me wrong. Like where where I put it, number seven. There's a large gap between seven and eight. It is mm. lots better than the prequels. Hmm. But yeah, of it's no, it just you guys know it doesn't do it for me. Mm-hmm. Interesting, Melissa. Well, do you have one at number seven, or are you just kind of? I'm torn between um, like the. The middle ones for me are kind of around the same, like A New Hope and um, Rogue One. 
Really? Those wow. are kind of like, I know they're A New very Hope, different, number but, seven, potentially? Yeah, I know. That's the one that's like marks the start of the whole story. Yeah. And, no, I mean, I'm just, I'm just but, interested in that. Um, what is it about that one that kind of like makes it mediocre amongst the Star Wars movies for you? Uh, it just was, for, for some reason, the least memorable. Okay. Um, and that's why. Interesting. I guess maybe it wasn't as horrible as the prequels. Or <laughs> <More> horrible. <laughs> and it wasn't movie. as great as, you know, the ones that are going to, that I'm not going to tell you about that just have a hold a lot of nostalgic mm-hmm. value until we get to that place. But mm-hmm. um, it just was, a, it was not very memorable. Right. I understand. So, that makes sense. Uh, that would be why I'd say A New Hope. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Mine is The Empire Strikes Back. What? Oh. No way! Mm-hmm. Oh, Check wow. your medication. I'm serious. <laughs> like, really, Sally? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh That's my like, mm-hmm. I am your father. <laughs> it's gotten the most How twisted. can that be number seven? <laughs> go I ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Keep on. Do your thing. Cloud City. Wampas. <laughs> like it's so awesome it has all the awesome things Luke yeah. and Yoda's training yeah by Darth Vader and, and Luke's battling it out getting his hand cut off they it was the best oh okay are y'all done wow tell us why I don't get it don't it was okay it, it was the one of the more memorable ones for me okay let me let me say this for me with regards to Empire Strikes Back, there is there is again a gap, um, like Frankie said, between like Revenge of the Sith and, and Empire Strikes Back. But I don't have a memory of a time when I didn't know that Darth Vader was Luke's father. So seeing that scene is not as gripping for me as it is obviously to y'all. Um, you know, my husband, it's his favorite. And, and I, and the reason it's his favorite is he went to the drive-in movie and saw it with his mom. And, and that's fine. So there's a lot of emotion behind it. It, Just for me, it does not, just doesn't do it for me. Um, I think it's, it's a messy movie. And, um, they put a whole lot in it. And wow, sounds like another criticism I've heard already tonight. But um, it, it's not. It just it doesn't strike that same chord in me. So yeah, Empire Strikes Back. I wow. It I've it has always been my least favorite of the original uh, trilogy. Always, um, and when I sat down to do this, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There it is. All right. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. All right, number six. Frankie? Solo. Okay. Better than it's The Last Jedi? Better than The Last Jedi. It wasn't as messy. I mean, I enjoyed Solo. I, like I said, 
the thing that disappointed me, I expected more from Solo is the best way to describe it. Like it didn't What more would you expect from it? I'm I'm curious. I'm not even being like I'm curious as, as to what else you wanted from it. Like I guess, you know, it was good to have a little bit of the kid backstory, you know, of where he came from story. Um and maybe it was because it had two different directors and it's reshot like the flow was a little bit different, but like it's it's Han Solo. I don't know. It was an okay movie. It was a good movie, but it was. I don't know. It's like eating an appetizer. I'm still just a little bit hungry after it was over. Does that make sense? I mean, I got. I wasn't. You know, wasn't happy with Chewbacca being a cannibal. He wasn't eating other Wookies. You you under <laughs> he was eating sentient beings. All right, I wasn't happy with that. Um, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. There's lots about the movie I really like. It's why it's in the middle, right? Okay. It's in the middle. It's fine. I enjoyed it. It's the only one I don't own, though. Hmm. Okay, Melissa, was yours Rogue well, One? Number what six? number are we on? Number six? six. Yeah, and that was really hard for me, Rogue One, because I, I do love the whole concept of, you know, like the scientist stuff and um i love donnie yen and i absolutely adore mads mickelson so for those two people to be in the same movie was just like yes but um it just still even though i thought it was a great movie um it, it just doesn't trump some of the others for me so hmm interesting well um actually we share that one number six for me is rogue one yeah um, why is that I mean, it was a war movie, and I actually can enjoy a good war movie. Uh, I really, I mean, I know y'all don't believe me, but I can. And um, for yeah, me, yeah, why wouldn't we believe that? You're like big into history. Oh, well, because last war week is a you big were part being of sarcastic with me about watching PG movies, so I'm just saying. Um, well, <laughs> I just do because like war doesn't mean it's necessarily like super adult. Okay, the history change um, after all. <laughs> I thought that it made for a good uh, war movie, and I really enjoyed some of the characters that we got to know. And while the Force does play a role in that movie, it's not as it's not as central of a character as it is in other movies. And so it was kind of nice to see that where you have someone who's um, not the Force user that we're used to seeing. Right, you don't right. have the Jedi's that we're used to seeing, and you're also seeing some interesting things like that deal with Force lore, like the toppled Jedi statue in the desert, which I think is really really cool on Jeddah and that stuff. So I thought there was a lot of stuff in there that was really worth watching, and mm -hmm. I I did not love that absolutely everyone died at the end and I understand why they did it. I'm not saying it was the wrong thing to do. I can completely understand why they did it. I would have preferred a different ending because that's just how I'm built. But, but that having been said, it was a really good movie and it mm -hmm. had two different directors, but it was a really good movie. Yeah, so, I, you know, and I didn't even really need the whole Darth Vader whipping through the entire crew of, of, the resistance ship at the end. I didn't need that, but, but it was fun. It 
you know, I mean, it was kind of fun. But I, what I, one thing I really did enjoy was seeing the the actress that played Carrie, Fish, like young Carrie Fisher, and ends it and says Hope. And one of the things that I thought was kind of cool, um, you kind of get an explanation as well for why they can find um, Princess Leia's ship after it goes into hyperspace and all that stuff with some of the ancillary materials. So there are things that I really enjoyed about that. And, and um, I would, at this point, I, I think I'd kind of like to see a Star Wars story that is not directly hooked into the original trilogy. But we'll see if that happens. I guess we're kind of getting that with the, with the live-action series, The Mandalore, or The Mandalorian. But anyway, um, so I, I think we're on the same page with Rogue One. Maybe not for exact same reasons, but but Rogue One for me was number six. All right, we're coming into the top half. Number five for you, Frankie. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and say that there's another a bit of space, another like you know between five and five and six. So my number five is The Force Awakens. Okay. Uh, and I don't really have a complaint about it. I enjoyed lots of it. it I, I like how it actually left me kind of hanging at the end. Um, and it, I mean, I, I, you know, it made me think of a new hope in a lot of ways. Um, you know, this young kid, she's kind of finding herself, um, seeing Han Solo and, you know, and the Millennium Falcon kicks back in, you know, after the long period of time. And then the first time I walked into the movie and I was like, ah, oh, that was just so refreshing. It was so good. It was, and it, it was believable to me. Does that make sense? That what mm-hmm. happened, the gap between the two and then all of a sudden, oh, this is where, this is what's happening in the universe right now. It's 30 years later. All that flowed really well. I really enjoyed all that. Um, and this, it left me wanting more. This is interesting to me because you don't really get Luke in The Force Awakens. And that is why it is number five. And but do you realize why they did that? I realize all the things I read why they did that. Because I mean, Luke as a character sucks all the air out of the room. He he does. And he does. so they had to get. But anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. Yeah, okay, that, so that's number five for you, and that's a solid top half finish. Yeah, I mean, I really like the movie. Don't have you know, you know, and like you know, I'm not a writer director. You could have, you know, so we'll leave that part off. But like, do you like me some Luke? Okay. Melissa, what do you got? Solo. Okay. Number five. Um, I thought it was a good movie. I enjoyed a lot of things about it. The hint that there might be a female Sith coming into play at the end. But, um, yeah, it was kind of like a love story. And it just, I felt like. Frankie said it's just kind of like he was chasing the girl through the whole movie and I don't know it was it was good though I mean I enjoyed the movie for a lot of reasons the we see a lot more of a female presence um in areas that we haven't seen them before in this movie so I enjoyed it for that but number five for me is solo okay cool cool um, my number five was Solo as well. I thought it was a hell of a ride. 
Mm-hmm. I really did. I thought it was a fun movie. Um, and I enjoyed getting to see Han's backstory. And I know a lot of folks had problems with, you know, this random Imperial officer giving Han his last name and all that stuff. But you know what? For me, that was kind of cool to say, okay, he, again, he's someone who comes from like nobody and, and he makes somebody of himself. And to me, that's a really important thing. And I mean, he's, he's someone who doesn't even have a name. And so, and, and that also brings to me, me to, you know, it, it brings in for me sort of the sequel trilogy because Finn doesn't have a name and just someone just gives him a name, right? And he embraces it. And Han Solo embraces this name that, that this random Imperial gives him. And, you know, I, I liked getting to know Kira. Um, I didn't really read her as potentially a Sith, but I did read her as a very strong woman and, and a ruthless woman. Um, and a woman who, who always do anything to survive. Well, and I can, I can, I get that though. I can understand that. And, and she's kind of uncompromising about that, but she's not evil. She's not evil. If she was evil, she would have, you know, turned Han Solo over. But she didn't. If she was evil, she'd have betrayed Han Solo. If she was evil, she would have saw to it that Emphis Nest didn't get the hyperfuel. You know, so I don't, I don't read Kira as evil like Phasma. And and please, I mean those those are those two characters aren't even the same ballpark. They're not they're not even the same park. So they all start somewhere, though. I mean, but, was Phasma evil to begin with? Probably not. She was. She was pretty. Evil she wasn't the, born into the darkness. <laughs> she became she was, that way for some reason. Okay, well, <laughs> well, we can tell you why. I mean, she was born on a planet that basically had a nuclear strike or a nuclear accident yeah. that destroyed yeah. it, and she became the ultimate survivalist. Like literally, cut your own brother's throat to survival, kind of thing for survival, kind of thing. And she's that that Kira did not do. And I don't think mm-hmm. Kira would have done that. No, but, she was in a different circumstance, though. I mean, she but, was able to use her feminine wiles to get what she needs. Um, and she wasn't maybe on a so. But let me let me say so cutthroat. Okay, let me say this: If you've read the Phasma book, you would know how horrible of a of a person she is. That's all I'm saying. If you have Phasma's backstory, she's hideous. Period. Um, and I don't, I mean, I don't even know how to say that any differently. So, all right. I'm not arguing with you that she's a bad person. I'm just saying everybody gets to where they are for different reasons. Hmm. Everybody has a story. Yeah, you're right. Hers are different. That's true. All right, Frankie, what's your number number four? four? Return of the Jedi. Oh no! Say it isn't so. <laughs> There's a lot I like about it. There really is. It's a great movie, and like I said, it's number four. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But, but, but we've been over this. The teddy bears. The teddy bears. The Ewoks are adorable, and Bubba Fett shows off his jetpack in this one. Bubba and... Fett shows off his jetpack. I agree. I like. Don't we have the? I like. 
I like a lot about it. And, you know, maybe if they had stuck to the original script of it being on Chewbacca's world, I would be happier. Um, Kirik, how you say Chewbacca's Kirok? Original no. script. Kashyyyk. Like, Kashyyyk, that's it. Kashyyyk, I couldn't say, think of it for some reason. So if it had been on Kashyyyk, maybe I'd been happier about it. Um, the Ewok seems the only the reason it drops down for me. There's, like, you know, Vader comes back to... to you know, spoiler alert, Vader comes back to the light. Um, okay, it, it came out in 1983, the spoiler. <laughs> There's no need for a spoiler alert on that. Yeah. You haven't seen it, then, huh? Yeah, yeah, sorry. No, but like I said, I, you know, I really enjoyed it, but is, is it my, it's my number four. Okay. I, that's that's your prerogative. I mean, because like, part, part <laughs> of, here's the thing that knocks it down, another reason that knocks it down to me. It's like in your all your wonderful creativity, your second the Death Star uh, Death Star two. That all, between Ewoks and Death Star two. Yeah. But there's more to the movie than Ewoks. And okay, and the other thing is, Star Wars isn't about super weapons. Star Wars isn't about weapons at all. That's What's just a random plot think, point. It's not about that. Think, so that's they could have come up with something different. All right, Melissa, what's your number four? My number four would be The Last Jedi. Okay. Why is it your number four? Um, which now I feel like probably Frankie felt just a few minutes ago. I, it's not a bad movie. That's, you know, it's just, it is one of the newer movies. So um, it doesn't hold the nostalgia value that the newer ones or the older ones hold for me. And that plays a big role. Uh, but I am excited to see, you know, where they're going with these new characters and this new story. And um, so that's why it puts it above even the prequels for me. So, um, mm, yeah, that's about it. That's all I got. Okay. Um, have you... Okay. All right. My number four is Star Wars. The New, new Hope. New hope. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I was, I wasn't even really conflicted about this. I, I mean, for me, this task was easier than I had imagined it would be. I thought I was going to, you know, agonize, and I didn't. So, Sorry, there's a bag falling in my closet. <laughs> um, I would say that it's number... F I, don't, I don't even have a good reason why it's number four. Um, I just like the one, two, and three better. That's it. Um, I like one, two, and three better. The, my, my number one, number two, and number three better. So, um, that's really all I can say about it. I did enjoy... I enjoyed getting to know these new characters. I loved Luke and Leia. And, um, of course, I like Han Solo and Chewbacca. Chewbacca's probably my favorite non-human character. And, you know, what's not to like there? And I, I like that it was uncomplicated. Uh, you know, the bad guys are the bad and the good guys are the good. And there's not any sort of, I have to worry about the the morality of it. And so there's a ton of stuff I really enjoy about Star Wars and New Hope. So 
I, I, I have it solidly at number four. And if, um, if there are three things on television that I want to watch, the likelihood that I will choose Star Wars, A New Hope is really, really high. No matter what else is on, <laughs> I'll probably still choose to watch this movie because I love it. No matter how it comes in on this list. All right, number three, Frankie. Rogue One. That's really high. Yeah, that is high. That's really high. I loved Rogue One. I remember. I, I thought it was, you know, I guess it's, it's, how's this? Rogue One is, is my favorite of the new, of the reboots, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Obviously. It, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, I liked, I liked Jen Erso. I liked, you know, she was tough. I liked the fight scene. I would, you know, and I'm going to, I don't know. I, I like, you know, it's cool seeing some of the stuff, you know, the, the star stories on the planet mm-hmm. battling. Um, I like the battle then I like knowing they're going to die. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, the Tarkin thing was a little creepy. <laughs> that was truly creepy, yeah. Because <laughs> you know creepy. the dude is dead. It's like, dude's his dead. mouth just, moved a little weird, you know? Just a little I mean, weird. I was like, so how are they was, doing this? And my husband's like, it's CGI. And I was like, what? But yeah. <laughs> they did such get, a good job with that, though. But seeing the Death Star move around and not, like, unleash his full power. You know, like, hey, they, they tested this on other things beforehand. Mm. You know, they kind of burnt through some stuff. Um it's, it's, and it's also one of the movies that, like, because you, know, you talked, you brought up earlier that had two different directors. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to have seen the original cut because apparently, you know, it was too dark. Yeah, no, but the thing is, I don't even think there's enough left of that. Like, apparently, they just they copied Trashed. and cussed and pasted and all sorts of things to get the final, the final cut of that movie and. Someone asked apparently if there was ever going to be like a director's cut of that, and they were like, "This, there, there really aren't deleted scenes to put back in because it would well, just mess up scene, the flow of the movie." But you remember watching the um, the previews? There's a scene where she's up, you know, up on the eye, she's running away, and there's a Tie Fighter that it looks like. I mean, mm-hmm. we all saw that, mm-hmm. and yeah. then it was, but that wasn't like there was that was one of the movies we I think we maybe we didn't talk we talked about it, you know at a separate time. I'm like. What about this? You know, what about this scene? Where, where did that go? There were a couple of scenes from the, from the, you know, from, they, you know, they show. If you show it in a preview, you can't leave it on the cutting room floor. Yes, you book. can. They do it all the time. I know, but you shouldn't. Well, I mean, you shouldn't. Because that's one no, of the things. It's, it's, it's a commercial. It's false advertisement. No, a trailer is designed to show you the feel of a movie, not exactly what exact like exactly going to happen there's no guarantee that a scene's not going to get left on the cutting room floor and i understand where you're coming from because that was really a cool shot because you're like holy crap how is she going to get out of this but at the same time i I don't know it it, i i just i didn't get really involved in the discourse around Rogue one but but i really thought that what we got was really good, so I wasn't worried about it. You know what I mean? It just, yeah, I wasn't worried. Okay, what about we got it. was really good. All right, I think it's number three, it's my third okay. movie, so all right, Melissa, what's your number three? The Force Awakens, okay, again, just um, sad to see the transition that's taking place, but also kind of excited to see where it's going. Mm-hmm. And I do love the new characters. Mm-hmm. 
um, and the female lead. Mm-hmm. So um, that surprises me that it's number three, but it is. Okay. For, the, right. for those reasons. Fair enough. Mine was Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. Really? Yes. It was my favorite before the sequel trilogy. Why? Um, because I love a good conclusion and it was unapologetically happy and I loved that about it. I was completely good with that. And I enjoyed seeing Luke as a character be a little bit more complicated and, and wondering, you know, is he, is he, or isn't he dark, you know, cause he's, he's coded as being dark with these dark clothes on and all that stuff. And he does some stuff at the beginning of the movie that you go, hmm, you know, like he kind of chokes out the guy at Jabba's palace, which is, which is kind of a dark but, side thing to do. And at the end you find out that he's light underneath the whole time. And, and, and you know, he's good, but there's a little bit of question, right? And, and he, yeah. So I really enjoyed the uh, Return of the Jedi, and for the longest time, that was my absolute favorite. I have no problem with Ewoks. I think Ewoks are adorable, and I think you're a monster for hating Ewoks. <laughs> and, <laughs> and um, you know, I just, I, I just, how do you hate? How Ewoks? can you not love them? Oh, I hate Ewoks. How do you hate just Ewoks? Don't... I don't hate Ewoks. It's just like on an evolutionary standpoint, I couldn't wrap my head around it. I still can't wrap my head around it. I mean, there's so many creatures in the Star Wars universe that you just shouldn't be able to wrap your head around. Yeah, I mean. Fair enough. Fair enough. The many, the many, uh, well, the thing with many, many breasts and Canto Bite, for instance. Very difficult to wrap your head around that one. But apparently she can sing. Mm. You know, I don't know. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I I, I like. I'm just gonna say she wouldn't be the first singer to ha- that's had some kind of augmentation. Well, <laughs> something. But um, yeah, I I have Return of the Jedi as my number three, and yeah, it, I, before the sequel trilogy, this this was the one I looked to. Period. Period. Dot. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. We ready for number two? Yeah. I bet I know where Frankie's going with this one. Go. New Hope. <laughs> Told you. <laughs> I knew it. All right. Uh, I, mean, I mean, yeah, of course, New Hope. It was the one who started it all for me. I got so much, so many memories about it. It was a, it's like the first real movie that like locks in in my head as a, you know, as you start watching movies. Uh, mm. So, yeah, New Hope. It's it's it got it all started. Um, I, you know, I, I acted like Luke Skywalker. I acted like Han Solo, you know. So those kind of things. So it got it all started, exactly. And as a small child, you're right. These are the good guys. These are the bad guys. The bad guys are super powerful, and we're gonna fight our hardest, and we're going to find a way to win. It's you know David Goliath story. Perfect, especially for a kid. Mm-hmm. And Star Wars is for kids, so yeah. yeah. All right, Melissa. Empire. Um, I mean, like I said, Han and Leia share their first kiss. Um, Luke finds out who his father is. You've got 
What? I, I'm sorry. Have you put in um, a new hope yet? Have you set a new hope? Mm, did I? Yes, I think I did. Yeah, what it was number? my number seven for least memorable. I don't remember a okay. lot about it. Okay, that's fine. I just, I didn't remember. Sorry, go ahead. I'm listening to you. Han and Leia's first kiss. You know, let me ask you this question. Today, that relationship would be considered problematic for a lot of people. Um, because of their age. Because of their age and that first kiss is a little... Some people will be like, oh, well, that's not really consensual. Although I don't agree with that necessarily. What do you think, Melissa? Do you think that suffers... That at, that should be problematic? Well, I'm, I'm just curious if you think that that relationship would fly today. Because of their different social Just status? Any, and for, for whatever reason, do you think that Han and Leia would be acceptable to modern audiences? Just, I, I'm just curious. Why not? Okay. okay. I mean, yes. Okay. I think it absolutely would probably be even more acceptable in modern audiences than maybe at that time. No? You look so like you've got something on your mind. Share it, girl. No, no. I, I don't. I, I think that it would be, I would think it would be considered problematic because, because he is older than her. And, but you know what? I may be, my experience with current discourse may be filtering into what I think of, of, um, empire. Maybe I don't know the age gap. What is the age gap? It's like 10 or 11 years. Because she's 19 and he's 30 or something like that. Uh, and he's coded as being 30. He's coded as being, you know, an older man. When, when watching it as a kid, I definitely never, I never clicked in that he was that much older. Yeah, me either. Mm -hmm. now, like, I, mean, I knew I he was older, but I didn't realize that she was 19. But it wasn't uncommon for people during that time at her age to get into a serious relationship. Well, I mean, either. they were having an affair. Yeah. yeah. Carrie yeah. and, Han and, uh, and uh, Harrison Ford Harrison. had a brief affair. So, yeah, it, it's neither here nor there. I was just curious if you thought that it would be a problematic relationship today. So your answer is no. Okay. Fine. No. Fine. No, no. Um, and, you know, I thought the Wampas were cool. I loved seeing Luke and Yoda together. Mm -hmm. And Cloud City was cool, and I don't. I, I just there's a lot of little tidbits about that movie that I remember, mm -hmm. and again, nostalgic value always mm. kind of just plays a big part in movies for me. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how old they get or how cheesy they look in comparison to movies today. If I watched it as a child, it's gonna stick, and. Mm -hmm. It's going to carry some weight. So this is one of those movies. And part of the reason it's number two. Because it was just so cool at the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I didn't have that same reaction. Now I haven't seen it. This is one of them I haven't seen in like a decade. So uh, we need to have our little. 
retreat <laughs> Star Wars-a-thon and watch Star Wars movies for a few days. <laughs> at this point, it's going to take several days, right? <laughs> if I'd only won that $1.6 billion. I know. But it was somebody in South Carolina, man. I was like, dude, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Simpsonville. Was right? it Simpsonville? Yeah. Did they even say? Yeah, yeah, they did. Sim- 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 they haven't come ball. forward yet, but in South Carolina's a state, you don't have to say. And I, you know, As what? you should not, they you should not have should to come not forward. Have to say. No you way. should not have to say because that poor person, man. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I would take. I would take the those problems though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would also buy myself an island off the coast. <laughs> you mean hard- Puerto Rico? <laughs> <laughs> Not buying Puerto Rico. I'll buy like, you know, Defusky. <laughs> and Melissa can live in her own house on Defusky and like keep my children in line or something. I don't know. Help me keep my children in line. <laughs> All right. Um, so I guess y'all want to know my number two. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the Last Jedi is my number okay. two. That's what I figured. And the reason it's my number two is because it pushes, um, it pushes the boundaries of, for me, Star Wars in general. And it takes parts of Force lore that we've not really seen in the movies before and kind of puts them in the movies like Force Bonds. Like, it it kicks those Force Bonds up a notch, right? Because we kind of see some Force Bond stuff in the original trilogy with... Luke and Vader talking to one another over space and Luke and Leia talking to one another over space. But it's, you get the feeling it's more of a feeling and this is actually, wow, they see each other, right? And some, some fans were really critical of Ryan Johnson saying he just made this up out of whole cloth, but of course he didn't. Um, he, you know, found it in a book and he found a lot of stuff in the books, right? That he used. So, um, I really felt like the the last Jedi kind of helps us from getting bored with Star Wars, right? They're not doing the same things over and over again, and you know we haven't necessarily seen this stuff before, but it still felt like Star Wars to me. And so I really, I really liked the Last Jedi. I mean, yeah, I really liked the Last Jedi. So, so yeah, I'm gonna just put that out there. I thought it was a really good movie. and I don't think either of us are surprised, really. Um, <laughs> well, you know, the, the Last Jedi did more with, like, Rey and Kylo Ren than I thought it would. Like, I thought there'd be some real subtle kind of stuff going on, and I probably would have been kind of happy with that. But, I mean, Ryan Johnson took it and just floored it, man. Zero to 60. I was like, you go, dude. I thought that was that was a pretty gutty gutsy move. Um given how although that having been said, they the cameras were rolling on The Last Jedi before before any of the fandom got a hold of, of uh The Force Awakens. So you know. Alright, Frankie, I know you're number one. Go ahead, tell us. Empire. Of course it's Empire. It's Empire. Empire I because as a child I never been introduced to the dark middle. Mm-hmm. You know every movie, and this is my still my complaint about so many movies is is they're all the same, underdog versus powerful, blah blah blah, underdog 
amazingly finds a way to win. And the Empire Strikes Back, you are getting your butt handed. They they took it the entire time. Mm-hmm. Like from the beginning of the movie, you know, Luke almost dies and has to get, you know, cut and stuffed into a time time. I mean, like from the beginning, things go badly. And that's, that's, you know, like it left so much like our, we're on our heels and this is going to show you what your true character is. What are, what can these guys really go through? Because you lost you lost Han, right? That one of the three, you know, Han, Luke, and Leia. Han's out. Um, that was just amazing to me. Luke lost a hand. There's so much in there. You can say it's there's a lot going on, but it's messy. But that was just it was so fascinating every time to see a movie that didn't follow the regular script of all movies, and I just love mm-hmm. that about a movie. Um, I did. I, I thought it was. I thought it was great to have that. Um, because you did know it was going to be the dark middle. So, it, while you know, like, all right, now we we've, we've took we've taken our blows, and now we're going to go out for it. And I loved all the bits you got in there. Like I said, as far as like, you know, I, love, I like seeing Lando come in, Boba Fett's back. You know, you know Han watching Han pull off a shot against Vader that quick. Bam! That was awesome to me. But he. Never. He got the shot off, and Vader blocked it with his hand. I don't remember that. I need. To, yep. I remember him pulling the blaster, and then the yeah, blaster the flying out of his hand. Yeah, he got the shot off. Vader's. I'm gonna have to watch it again. Yeah, he got the shot off. Vader, um, and Vader blocks it with his hand. It flies off, and then Vader. Because I don't remember ever having. I don't remember C-3-K. us ever seeing, of. Blast stopped in midair until the Force Awakens with Kylo uh, Ren stopping. St- the blast. He didn't blast. He didn't. He didn't stop it midair. He blocked it with. He deflected it with his hand. Huh. Okay, Melissa. What's your number one? Return of the Jedi. Um, this yeah. is. I mean, you know, I watched this in the theater when I was less than ten years old, and it made an impression. And it, you know. Ula getting fed to Rancor. Was that his name? Mm. Like when Jabba the Hutt like tosses her. That was like horrifying at my age to see that. Mm-hmm. But um, oh, what else? What else? We get to see that Leia is pretty tough. You know, she's made of tough stock. She stands up to Jabba. And Something I mean, she, yeah. The so, Hutt Slayer. That's what she's known mm-hmm. as is the Hutt Slayer. Yeah. Because she killed him. It's sad because we we lose Yoda in this one. Um, Luke learns that Leia is probably his sister in this one. Um, so many cool things like Ewoks and um, <laughs> speeder bikes and jetpacks. And, you know, at my age, seeing these things, it was just so awesome. Mm-hmm. And and. Vader redeems himself. I know you really love that whole redemption concept, Sally. So Vader like saves Luke and kind of redeems himself in this movie. So mm-hmm. he does redeem himself. This is, it was just a really good movie for a lot of reasons, but nostalgic wise, it just trumps all the rest. No one, no other Star Wars movie is going to top Return of the Jedi for me for that reason. So, hmm. first movie I ever saw in the theater. 
See, I don't have the same... I don't have the same emotional connection to the original trilogy. Like I, as I said, I don't remember a time when I didn't know the things about the original trilogy, mm-hmm. but I also don't recall the first time I saw those movies period. I just don't remember. And I, I know that Frankie, remember when you and I sat down in living room? Yes. We were both in college and we watched all three movies in a row. Mm-hmm. And and my parents were like, what are y'all doing? Like, why are you watching these? Six hours later, we're still sitting in the same place mm-hmm. watching these movies. And But that is like my first reliable, like, I remember sitting down and watching those movies with you. Yes. But I don't remember sitting down specifically at earlier times and watching those movies. Now, I know I had seen them before, if that makes sense. But I don't remember the sitting down and watching them. Does that make sense? Yes. So I don't have that, like, I was in college, so I don't have that same, like, childhood connection to Star Wars, like, reliable memory of childhood connection to Star Wars. So I don't have that same nostalgia factor there. However, that does bring us to my number one, which is The Force Awakens. And the reason, interestingly enough that it is my number one is because of nostalgia. (laughs) It felt like Star Wars. Like it gave me the same feeling I got when I did watch Star Wars, like the original trilogy, right? I went in and I'm like shocked and all by all these things. And it just, I, I just feel it again. This felt like Star Wars to me, and I loved it. And 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 it's really important to me that we do have a female heroine, and that this story is being told from a feminine gaze. And so I can relate to it better because she's a woman, and and it's not just this woman that they fight. They have to go rescue. Who winds up rescuing herself? Pretty much, by the way. But I mean, you know, she's the one who gets her and Finn off the planet. You know, she's the one who saves Finn from the Wrath Tar. And she's the one, who, I mean, she's, she does all these things. And in the end, she goes toe-to-toe with Kylo Ren and almost kills him. Like, the Earth splits in two to keep her from killing him. So she's tapping into this dark side. And that's so cool, right? That, that you're seeing a female heroine who's clearly good, who, who is clearly governed by good and this moral compass, but she too can be ruthless. She too can tap into that. And I just really, really like that. And I was really excited to get that. And it's not something that I'd seen in Star Wars before, like, because we never got to see Leia using the force until the last Jedi. And I, I would have liked to have seen, you know, my girl Leia using the Force before the last. We get Jedi. A, we get a hint that she has a. Uh, was it an Empire? Were yeah, because she hears she, Luke, but yeah. that's it. She's not using the Force, right? Yeah. She's not actively using the Force until the Last Jedi, and here we've got you know a female character actively using the Force, and I'm not talking about Legends or anything. I'm talking about the saga films, and and even the 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 um star wars stories which you know that doesn't that's not a saga film but big screen production 
we're seeing a woman do that. And I thought that was so freaking cool. And it's a different journey than Luke's hero journey. And I think that that's really cool as well. So I just I loved it. And, and I was so excited when they announced that JJ was coming back for a nine because I was not excited about Colin Trevorrow, but J.J. Abrams at the helm, I'm really excited because he knows how to deal with female characters, and I just hope he does Ray justice um, in this final film. So, yeah, I, I'm, I loved it. And if I have the chance, I rewatch it because The Last Jedi is the dark middle, and so it's really hard for me to watch. Like, it's super emotional, and I have a hard time watching it, even though I like a lot of things in it. I can always watch The Force Awakens. I can always watch that one. It just, it gives me that right feeling. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. I'm going I'm to ask a quick question. Was there a female on the Jedi Council from the first three? I can't think of one. I think there might have been, a, but not, certainly not. Like she wasn't main in any yeah. sort kind of way at all. No, I mean, and you get females more, I think, in the Clone Wars. But that's... You know, it's animation, and and I, th- and like which is said, not to denigrate animation. It's just it's not the big films. Right. So if you're, you know, and that's that's difficult for me, and and I don't think that the the prequel trilogy treated Padme well. So, you know, I mean, you've got yeah. So anyway, there are a plethora of reasons why the prequel trilogy I think is a little more difficult for me to watch but anyway yep those are my thoughts well all right we, we need to have wildly our, uh... differing <laughs> yeah we do some of you sometimes you guys linked up some and, and like but i think we all expected to come in where we came in mm, yeah oh i knew that empire was your number one empire's always been mm. my number one yeah i knew empire was your number one like that wasn't even a question. Yeah. I need to go back and watch um, A New Hope. <laughs> I really need to go watch that. I feel like I'm probably missing something. It's been so long. I don't remember a lot about it. Mm-hmm. It'd be I've great too, it. if you could watch the. Okay, do you, which New Hope do you have? Do you have the original original New Nobody Hope? Nobody has that anymore. Nobody has VH- that anymore. I, I used to have it on VHS. Mm-hmm. That was the one we watched over. Yeah. On the other side of the river. Yeah, we used to. I I remember going through and watching and seeing all like the shadow scenes in the back where like the editing was poor. Yeah. But see, when they digitally remastered it, they didn't like add crap to it, but they like sharpened Aunt Beru's skeleton so you could see it was a skeleton burning instead of just like this heap of trash and all that. I remember them doing all that for for A New Hope, but, but then they just. For the special editions, which is what I have now. Mm-hmm. You know, Jabba's in there. What? <laughs> you know, and 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 then Han doesn't shoot first in the special edition. How do you change that? Yeah, exactly. How do you change like, that? Why do you? A friend of mine called me and he was like, "But Sally, Han didn't shoot first. I was like, "No, you're watching the special editions. Han shot first, and that Han's... was one thing I appreciated about Solo. Han shot first. Mm-hmm. Like he shot yeah. Beckett, but Beckett immediately yes. forgives him. Right? He's like, he's like, smart move. I'd have killed you." I'd have killed yeah. you. And it was, and so, you know, we forgive Han, right, for shooting the guy. Because, well, we know how bad Beckett is, but. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I did appreciate that about Solo. It was like, you know what? Forget what, <laughs> forget George Lucas wanting to make certain that Han is not a murderer. Let him shoot first. So, yeah. And, and that was the other thing about Solo for me. I see some parallels with Finn, obviously, like with the name thing. But I also feel like Han is like the anti-DJ, right? Yes. Because he would have, he would have tried to smuggle them in, right? And if they'd gotten caught, he wouldn't have given them up. So right. he liked to pretend that he was the big tough dude, but underneath it all, Kira's got him nailed. You know, yeah. you're a good guy. And he's yeah, like, I would... no, I'm not. Yes, you are. You are a good guy underneath it all. And I just love that about Solo. Yeah. And I, I really appreciated that. So, yeah. so oh, little... also, we didn't talk about the news that you know, they have confirmed that the Boba Fett movie is dead. Yeah, it is. Oh, I know that's disappointing. It is. Because what I would have really liked to see how they could have done the neat movie is because, like, I wish Han Solo would have done better because the next five years in Han Solo's life, I think, is really cool. Going to, like, Han and Jabba, the Han and Jabba interaction because he's, he knows Bubba Fett because Bubba Fett works for Jabba as well. And there's some, you know, interaction there. That next five years would be very interesting to me. I'm sure it'll show up in a book. A of course. It'll show up in a book because Disney's going to take my money. <laughs> All of your money. Well, you know what, though? I I was thinking that you could potentially see some of that stuff in The Mandalorian. Maybe. Because, just because. I mean, it's set. Well, it's set after A New Hope. But still, I mean, or after, um, oh God, after it's after Jedi. Solo, right? It's after, yeah, after, it's after Jedi. After Jedi, yes. But you could potentially still see some interesting people. Like, I, there are a lot of questions to answer in that 30-year time skip between Jedi and TFA. So, yeah. All right. Well, I have enjoyed hearing y'all's rankings. I, of course, disagree vehemently on a lot of levels, but hey, y'all clearly disagree with me, and that's fine. Um, dark middles are hard. That's all I can say. Um, is there anything y'all wanted to add? No. No. We just need to watch these movies and see if that changes. Well, we're planning on doing that, right? We're going to have a series. Yes? We're going to watch yes. The Phantom Menace and... We're going to watch them in turn, yes? Like, mm -hmm. yes. in chronological order. So, yes. Phantom Menace, then Attack of the Clones. Then Revenge of the Sith. Is it Revenge of the Sith? Then yes. it would be Solo. A New Hope. Then it would be Whoa, Solo. Solo, Solo. Rogue One, A New Hope. A New Hope. And so The Empire. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Return of the Jedi. Very cool. Well, I want to say thank you to everyone for listening to Say When. And if you get the chance, we would very much appreciate a five-star review on iTunes because that does really help us out. Um, if you have questions for the podcast, we'd love to field them. You can reach us at Facebook at Say When Podcast or email us at saywhenpodcast at gmail.com. I am Palmetta's Desk on WordPress and Palmetta Blue on Twitter. Melissa, where can people find you? Paxi Babe on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Okay, and Frankie, who are you? I am Goonie Fett on 
on Facebook, not Facebook, on Instagram and Twitter. Cool. Um, well, I will sign off and say, as always, may the force be with you. Melissa? Truth and justice. Always carry a towel. Good night, y'all. Good, Good night. night.